Okay, we're with the filmmaking team, the artist of Providence, a love a letter to my daughter, uh, Chao Ping, uh, Elizabeth, and Crystal. Crystal is the is the cinematographer, Chao Ping is the director, and Elizabeth is the key cast member. It's a dance film, play the Experimental Dance Film Festival, really interesting film, nice little thematic to it, uh, nice song, like totally perfect film, and it was done in Wisconsin, correct? Yes, it was. And so, Chao Ping, this is a, is this a this this seems like a very personal film for you. Would that be a correct assessment? Yes, it's based on Elizabeth's personal story, her her adoption story. So it's it's Elizabeth. So how did you guys meet to collaborate? How did you guys know each other for a long time? Yes, um, I I first met Elizabeth back in I think it was twenty, I want to say sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, when she auditioned for my company. And um, and in fact, that was a, a project that was about immigration, and um, and so her her adoption story was already coming out at that point, um, about I guess seven years ago. <laughs> and when did you did when did you guys start collaborating on making a dance film about her experience? Um, maybe Crystal, you and Elizabeth can talk a little bit about um, how this began. Well. Um... I am our, and the, I'm the, an artistic director of a company in Milwaukee called Danceworks Performance MKE. And we had a dance show um, that uh, is base, was based on labels and how we label ourselves and label others. And so it was essentially a, a commission that Elizabeth and I chatted about, um, you know, wanting to collaborate on, on this film component. And, and I started doing cinematography for other things and editing for other things, you know, a little bit before the pandemic. And so it was a natural progression for me in this show that I was choreographing live on stage to also have a sort of want a film element. And so that's how we all came to be together. I don't know, Elizabeth, if you want to speak more on that. Yeah. This was actually the first time that I shared my story as an adoptee with the, specifically the Milwaukee dance community. For a long time, I didn't feel safe to talk about it because I felt like um, not everybody would understand um, that part of me. So I thought when Crystal asked me and invited me to be a part of Sober K and create a piece about my voice and my story, I thought this is the right moment that I can share like both sides of me. And um, I really wanted to feature the parts about like my struggles and how I disassociated with like my identity. I pushed away my, my Korean identity for so long ever since I knew that I was adopted. And so now that I'm fully in this moment reclaiming my Korean identity um I feel I feel like I'm just going to continue to evolve on my journey through there so where did you where did you grow up like what city did you grow up in I grew up in Appleton Wisconsin so I'm assuming there's not it's very it's there's a lot of white people in in Wisconsin (laughs) yeah (laughs) were your parents were your parents Caucasian as well Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when, and so you're, it's like, there's a, a neighbor next door to me uh, is Korean. They call it like being whitewashed. His words, not mine. 
he basically he said that, that it's very common in the Korean culture. That, that sort of that sort of that, and then it started like he's worried that his, his like his daughter is going to lose her identity as well. That's sort of what about mm-hmm. that, that's what he's he's chatting with me about. And sort of that sort of what you is that, a, is that something you can relate with? Absolutely, I felt like. For me, because I was always treated very differently and people would ask me, like, why are you so different? Who are your real mom and dad? And are you adopted? I felt like I just want to assimilate and fit in like everybody else. And so I thought the most powerful voice was the white voice or becoming white and um, realizing that now um, being in my own skin and my own identity as a Korean American woman, I feel like i truly know more about myself now and I don't have to fit and I can just be who I am. Yeah. But I, I would assume that you want to like there's there you want you would want someone who you could identify with or someone who's going who who's, who's experiencing another Korean person who's experiencing what you're experiencing. That would be a little bit that would be a lot easier I'm assuming to go yeah. through. So do you have did you have someone like that like growing up or no? No, I did not have a community that I could resonate with or like have those racial mirrors. Um, I wish I had that growing up. Have you, have you gone to Korea, Korea uh, since like, yeah, no, no, I'm planning on it though. I'm planning on going and visiting and seeing my birthplace and exploring my culture. Yeah. No, it's, it, you can see the emotion in, in your film and your dance and, and of course, there's the, the the scene that kind of people uh, that's memorable is not even it's not even dance. It's well, there's motion, of course, but it's the what would you call it like rebirthing clay? Like describe those that that you keep going back to it during the film. So mm-hmm. describe to us what uh, what that is. Yeah, the thought was that this was a moment of shedding this this exterior layer. You know, it's um, it it. it it's a masking and it's, it's, it's coming out of that, um, of that, of that layer. Um, so, so it's a great metaphor for her recovery of her identity of her full, the fullness of her identity, you know, so she is American, but she's also Korean. And I think the, um, you know, the, the suppression of her Korean identity is what she's grown up with. And that happens a lot to, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's distinct, you know, it's really sharp. It's in sharp relief for someone who is um, a transnational, you know, adoptee. But for a lot of immigrants, that is the typical story is to um, suppress the the identity of other. Yeah. So, so is it, so it's fair to say like, it's like almost like a, is a re, what would you call it? I call I'm calling it a rebirth. What would you guys call it? I think that's a, a perfect way to describe okay. it. <laughs> so from a technical standpoint, tell us how you did that. Because <laughs> it, it didn't seem fun. <laughs> um, you know, you go from the idea stage and you go to a place like Joanne Fabrics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a Michael's or something like that, some kind of craft store. And then you you look for something that's non-toxic <laughs> yeah. that you can apply to skin. Um, and then you you hope that you you know can come up with a mixture that's going to work. Uh, and thank thank goodness, um, yeah. Um, I, actually, I wasn't even. I mean, 
we, I described what, what, what we were after and then, but actually the execution of that was um, with Crystal and Elizabeth. So was it fun to do, uh, Elizabeth? It was definitely an experiment that <laughs> became such a, like the vision came true. Um, and Crystal, I think, did we spend six or seven hours in the studio? Yeah, we we spent some time like mixing the right amount of uh, plaster together, um, mixture together, and we tried several experiments and we were like, okay, this is the time that if we have to put it on your skin, we have to put it on your skin and wait like, I mean, how long do we wait? Like 45 minutes probably for it to dry. Yeah, And then we spent, you know, we spent probably an hour and a half trying to trying to flake it off and doing various shots um, on our shot list to make sure that we we I know we just tried several different things. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of like you figuring kind of figuring it out as it went, I guess. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, so then you you obviously that keeps that's a recurring moment in the film, and then you do the dance scene. So you have like the room, kind of like a white room with the with the windows, and then you have like the field, and you have the woods, mm -hmm. and uh, people got to watch the film. But you're you're actually like dancing on on top of a tree. <laughs> so so I'm curious about the the collaboration. Did you guys like like location scout everything? Did you have everything storyboarded or shot list? Like yeah. what was your preparation to get everything? Um, I think that I had done a, some pre-scouting and then um, Elizabeth and I, I took her out to a place and we, we really, we went for the walk. If you remember, we went for a walk um, and I just, you know, did the kind of this thing looking through, you know, imagining um, and I did some test shots on my, my phone um, and then, and I live by a large open field. So I had it, I had an idea that, I mean, the most important thing to me was not to have a lot of extraneous, you know, um, environments stuff. I didn't want things that would um, situate us in a particular place, right? Mm -hmm. Like at, at, in, I don't know, like State Street, you know, USA. I didn't want it to be in that kind of location. I wanted it to be somewhat, you know, like a floating place a little bit, like, something that was less um, less specific, like not located in Iowa specifically or Wisconsin specifically, although the landscape might suggest that. But at the same time, it doesn't, it, it, you're not gonna be distracted by these signs that say, you know, we're open or something yeah. like that, you know? Or welcome to Wisconsin, yeah. Welcome to Wisconsin, yeah. yeah. So we were careful to select places where we could get a, a bit of movement around Elizabeth, uh, without having to capture a lot of, again, us other, other environmental things. And then, um, yeah, it was really, really, and then, and then Crystal really did the magic through, through the camera because I described, you know, the shot and we, you know, we, we did a lot of sort of practice and then, and then she actually captured it. And so, and so in terms of, uh, her, um, her wardrobe, where did you guys kind of figure out her wardrobe? Yeah, yeah. I, th I thought it was really important for the story, right, to, to support the story that we understood that that what how she would be costumed, how she would be dressed would help us understand who this person was, you know. So maybe, Elizabeth, you can talk a little bit more about that. Um, so 
Xiaoping and I talked about what it'd be like if I wore like an outfit that speaks as I am um, an American. And then also um, I have this Korean hanbok. It's a Korean dress that is worn for special events, ceremonies. And um, we thought that where having myself wear that dress was very um, important um, to show that I live in the duality of belonging to both worlds, mm. being, um, being an American and also being very Asian as well. So you're like wearing like a white dress, kind of a modern Western dress, and then you're wearing a Korean and uh, yeah, so and, and yeah, so it's sort of like kind of the it's it's it identifies both of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is st- you are still American. It's like it's like it's like you're you don't it's like you don't want to go to the extreme when like you'd be on. It's like you're you're trying to be a balance of of two worlds, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which really makes sense in the way the dance as well. I like that that path that you guys did that she danced on. Where did you find that path? Oh, that's such a cool path. Yeah. It's a, this beautiful floating, you know, wooden path in um, the Arboretum, which is at, at um, near the UW-Madison campus. It's a, it's just a lovely, lovely space. And um, yeah, <laughs> sort of similarly, there's, there, there was, it kind of uh, paralleled the, the patch that that's out in the field. Yeah. Um, you know, this sort of somewhat, not very straight, but just, you know, kind of a, a narrow kind of field um, of a, a pathway. And that also gave us a, a small platform um, for yeah. to navigate, which kind of feels right. Yeah, because the film, I think you're trying, I think from a template, you're trying to like have different kind of, everything's got to like, like uh, mirror each other, but then be different, I guess, right? Because you have the bridge, you have the path, but then the 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 bridge is sort of like dead trees or whatever. Then the other the other area is like life, and then the way what's the wardrobe that she's wearing, and yeah. So, yeah, it's really it's a really interesting film. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, subtext too, and then the the room with the the mirror, like it's sort of the modern kind of office space. I don't know where did you guys find that. Oh, go ahead, Crystal. We we found that at uh, the Madison Library. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we went up and yeah, it was just it was so stark and bright and contrasting to anywhere we had been, and it was uh, yeah a really beautiful sort of minimal minimalist space in contrast to those those other naturey spots. So yeah, that was a cool little find. I like your boots too. I like uh, the, the boots that are almost a character in the film. Oh, good. They were yes, they were practical, but also yeah, they had a nice aesthetic. Like you're traveling, you're but you're dancing. How was it to dance in the boots? Really, like really easy actually. I've danced in them before, and so it just felt like it felt like dancing. I mean, really, it's really comfortable to dance in them and. Um, yeah, I felt like my movement could just mold in the shoes. So when did you, Elizabeth, when did you start dancing? How old were you when you started dancing? I started dancing when I was six. Okay. And you fell in love with it, like, immediately, or? Yes. I always knew that I was going to be a performer. And I'm, yeah, I think that the younger Elizabeth 
would be proud of adult Elizabeth who I am today. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I, I never heard either. Like, I, that's good that you say that because it's like, because I think most kids will be very disappointed with a lot of their, their, their future adults. So I'm glad that I like that you just said that. So. So how long did you guys dance, shoot? And dance is a great training too. So the, her balancing on that, that tree limb mm. that, you know, because it it's, it's moving. <laughs> it's like a balance <laughs> beam, but it's only one side is lodged. So it, it, you have to have pretty good balance. So thank goodness for the dance training. Was that, a, I, that seemed, <laughs> was that improv or did you guys always have that planned to do no, that? No, that, that was, that was um, per chance. Like as we were driving, yeah um from one location i we you know it was sort of again look at that you know like look over there what do you think that would be a great location let's do something and and it was sort of you know getting out of the car dragging you know all of us together with the stuff that we had <laughs> and kind of walking over and then seeing seeing the possibilities when it became a reality like we're gonna shoot here this is gonna happen so tell me about the the editing was the how was the process putting it all together? Was it always going to be nine minutes? Is that what you guys set to have the time? Good. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the thing was, you know, we started with the, correct me if I'm wrong, but we started with the text. We started with the story and um, we, I think in editing, I would send a draft to Chow Ping and, you know, she suggested an order and uh, sort of things to cut back to recommending that the plaster uh, on the skin was sort of like this grounding base. And then um, uh, <laughs> the editing process, I would continue to send back to Chow Ping and then gave very specific edits to to modify um you know the the order and all of that and and i think it was a really nice sort of collaborative balance on my end i, I loved working that way so um i don't know if you guys want to speak to that editing process for you all on the flip side yeah i mean um in, in my head um i was aiming just because i i've done a few screen dance works before but so in my in my head I was aiming for a, a sort of shorter piece, right? So in my head, I was thinking, okay, well, it's going to yeah. be under minutes long. Um, and then it was sort of this juggle between what we really needed to keep, um, what really we felt, you know, had impact, what would land, you know, what would read, you know, things like that. What 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 kept pace? What might you know? What might need to go because it might be confusing. So it was really this sort of tug of war between all of that um, and preserving, you know, really what what really needed to be there. Um, and and I guess that's really it. Like, we, that's where we ended. <laughs> we, we, we gave up. We said we're done at nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the it's a perfect length. You don't want it to be too, a little bit. You don't want it to be longer than that. <laughs> and, and so what about the music and the sound? Ah, well, um, there are two two main main sounds besides the concrete sound, you know the yeah. the you know environmental sound. But the one one piece of music I had already been playing with um, in rehearsals, so I was already pretty attached to it. Um, you know, every time we were working on something, I was playing it, and it it always brought us to this place. It there's something about it, the tone, the brokenness of it, 
um, the, the just a little, little bit off key every once in a while. There's something inside of that that feels very emotional mm-hmm. to me. And then then the very, very personal, um, the, the, so our representative uh, is Francesca Hong. And um, I think that I, I must've been on her Instagram or something like that. And I saw her, she had posted herself singing this Korean song with her father accompanying her. And then I, I must have just shared that with you, Elizabeth. Is that I, is that correct? I yes, think that's what I remember. And then that one thing led to another, where Elizabeth reached out, <laughs> and then they met up, and you know we got permission, and it was a lovely, lovely, you know, um, just again a chance chance meeting, um, and beautiful support. Um, so Francesca's actually come and seen our shows, and um, yeah. I mean, couldn't ask for more. <laughs> yeah, really. I guess they, I guess it was. Did you guys add it to that music? Is that how you kind of put it all together? Uh, so there's a song that Francesca sings with her father accompanying. That's that was just her that recording that we used. Okay. And then the other piece of music um, came from the Free Music Archive, so we were a, a, allowed to use that, and that didn't require much editing at all. Actually, that was just kind of used um, as as is. So tell me about like, so how's the film doing? It seems like it's going on festivals. I saw on your website, it seems like it's playing in different cities. Have you been able to see it in the theater with, uh, with the audience? <laughs> we want to, we're, we're excited to actually go to a festival. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we haven't yet though. <laughs> we've been, we, we've, we've cool. been invited. It's just that we, we, we haven't been able to, you know, schedule ourselves to, to one. And what did you think about the, the, our audience or what the audience had to say about the film? Oh, oh, yeah, we're all so moved just um, just to to hear, you know, to hear that what they what they experienced. It's just so validating and just just a thrill to um, I don't know, just to 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 be in communion with with a group of people in, in this way. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, they really. What about you guys? What do you guys think? I was, I don't know, I was just so, I was, I was telling Elizabeth and Chopin this yesterday that it feels really cool to be like, really included in their brilliance. (laughs) Um, So my personal mission statement that I, I identified, um, like, probably four or five years ago when the pandemic hit, and I I was doing my own personal things and was uh, to be a supporter and a lifter up of my community members. And so this project definitely filled that mission statement. And so to hear the audience feedback, and then just like feel, I don't know, just feel like I get to be in the the grace and the presence of these two wonderful artists was just really cool. But I I felt that way through hearing feedback about their successful choices anyway. So that was really cool for me. I'm curious, Elizabeth, what you have to say, because it's such a, this is a very personal film. So like, how did it feel to get the kind of like a diverse uh, group of member of audience to think about your, talk about your film? I'm still trying to put, how I feel into words, but one is just, I'm incredibly moved and grateful that these six audience members saw me and they heard me and they, 
they had a sense of understanding about who I am as an adoptee and what my journey is like of dealing with the struggles of my identity and my sense of belonging um, throughout my whole life. And I think I, I'm just so inspired by their words and the fact that um, I was telling Crystal and Chelping that sharing my story is has become a bigger purpose. And I feel like now that my story is being shared in other parts of the world, that it's also about connecting with others who resonate and mm. um, other adoptees as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like uh, it, it's, I think that you you have a story that a lot of people can can definitely relate with. Not even if you're not even adoptee, like as I mentioned before, like someone who's, who's like, like there, there's a, you want to keep your culture alive. You want to keep your identity alive, right? You don't want to get mixed in, in the trappings of, of, you know, of the world that, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people can, can, can relate to what, to your film in a lot of ways. So not just being an adoptee, there's a universal thematic happening in your film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being brave and uh, thank you for being a great dancer as well. <laughs> so, thank you for your kind words <laughs> yeah well no it's a great film I, I really loved it a lot it's like it's it, it means a lot so that you guys are, are talking right now too so i appreciate your time um all three of you uh keep making movies i don't uh -huh. know if you either separately or together again and i'm sure we'll talk again when you guys make your next film thank you for submitting the festival and uh let's talk again when you make your next film thank you so much yeah Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Go Wisconsin film. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five.